And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. It's time for Coming Attractions. It was just another night in the small town of Bakersville until a train was derailed. But this was no ordinary train. The cargo inside was a governmental experiment that's gone to hell and has now risen to take over the world. One chief of police and his fellow deputies, with the help of local townsmen, must make a final stand before they take over the entire Earth and wipe the planet clean of humanity. Sound Scary Productions brings you a horror radio miniseries from yesteryear, written, performed, and scored by GQ. It came to kill. It came to feed. It came to conquer. It came in the night. since we last recorded the DDT podcast, summer has been slammed. The fiend has been fiendish. The boss is now blue. The king of the ring is a thing. NXT has taken over Wednesdays on the USA Network. The XFL teams have names and logos and things. But most importantly, sounds scary is about to make Doc Manson very, very famous. Doc Manson at Doc Manson. It's it's a big day, or it's been a couple big days. I mean, it's been, let's say, some, some slightly larger than average days. DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. <clears throat> how, was your, how was your first day of downloads. I'm assuming you have vastly eclipsed the number of downloads that we tend to have. Uh, You would think so, wouldn't you? But uh, that is not the case. The Sound Scary podcast has uh, approximately 47 listens. And mind you, that is spread across four episodes. So you're talking roughly 10 listens per episode. It's of early. which I am it's one, and GQ is one, <laughs> my wife is one. <clears throat> I'd like to think you are one, but you're probably not. Um, I'm not, but that means when I do listen, you'll be up over 50. Yeah, so, you know, just saying, um, keep expectations in check. But I've had a lot of fun recording the show with GQ, um, and I, 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 I sort of tried to prepare GQ for this, because... This is his first show, and I obviously sure. he listens to this show. We always talk about our tens of listeners, and not to say that we can't grow beyond tens of listeners, but f- let's face it, that was always going to be the reality of where 
we started. So sure. it's don't get discouraged. GQ. <laughs> If you're listening, I think we put together some good shows. We've got a lot of great ones left in the hopper. So uh, don't get discouraged. You need to be strong. Be strong for us. Uh, When I was recording with Jeremy back before he disappeared off the goddamn planet, um, he was a little discouraged at at our totals. And I was like, reasonable expectations. We are one wrestling podcast of... X number of hundred thousand WWE announced. I should have added it to my little intro. They're going to start their own podcast network now. Great. So, uh, but um, you know, it's because you know, if is, there's one thing I've been saying, it's the world needs more <laughs> wrestling podcasts. <clears throat> but uh, but, no, a whole I'm excited network for you. of wrestling podcasts is the best idea. That you could really ever have. I'd like to say I sent Liam the link to your little three minute uh, preview on our our podcast feed. Did he tell me to go fuck myself? (laughs) No, he said it was awesome. And he was like, I'm going to go subscribe. And I said, good. I hope you do. Oh, Liam, I take back everything negative I ever said about you. You're a good guy, Liam. There was there was a brief window of time, like a 15 minute period where I thought I was going to be able to have breakfast with him last week. And no, that didn't happen. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, um, is he moving to California yet? I don't know why I asked that. I always ask that because I think I heard that once like eight years ago. But that's not Bill is sure. the one going to, to Florida. Bill is moving to Florida next month. OK. Liam lived in L.A. at one point. And that's so All right. I don't know. So sounds scary. What, what, are you, people. what are you eating? What are you eating? I'm eating. Well, yeah, no, tell me about the sound scary. Well, first I'm eating potato food. chips. It's not exciting. So I can just say that they're just potato chips. Cape Cod, okay. regular potato chips. Thank you, GQ, for leaving them at my house. They are going to a good home. My stomach. Um, and so the sound scary podcast, as we've already said. Uh, on my little teaser, I posted up yesterday. It's a labor of love. If you've ever wondered what Doc Manson sounds like when he's happy and excited to be talking about a topic, um, just go listen to Sound Scary and you'll find out because horror movies are near and dear to my heart in a way that wrestling simply never can be. I understand that, which is why I was jovial when I tweeted out that I believe the amount of effort you put in to that three minute preview is more effort than you have put in. No, the funny thing is, as much as I would love to steal the glory and the spotlight, you know, a lot of the editing has fallen onto GQ and he is the one spending in an ordinate amount of time putting this thing together. I I did put together the very first episode way back when, you know, because as I haven't been shy about, this is a project that we started working on last year. It was canceled for uh, an indeterminate amount of time. And we've come back and we've continued working on it now. So it was a long time ago. I I cut together that first episode and he basically just took that template and ran with it. Honestly, Uh, I was dragging my feet, not going to lie, not for any particular reason other than I just hate editing. It takes forever to do it well. And I just feel like, I've never done it particularly well, so I just keep taking more and more time. Basically, what I'm saying is that GQ has far 
less attention to detail, which allows him to just get through the work in a way that mm-hmm. I never could without just fixating on it. And I, I'm not saying that in a negative way, because, again, he just gets stuff done. I can't believe how productive he is, by the way. Um, not only is he editing these podcasts, he's producing his. I don't, since you haven't listened to the show and we haven't been especially um forward with this we, we have in certain places you, you might not know every episode of sound scary ends with the next installment in an original horror radio production entitled in the night it's it's a fictional radio drama basically uh written directed acted scored by gq um so he's doing that he, he he's putting together all the episode art that you might see uh, on my Twitter or on our Instagram page uh, at Sound Scary Podcast. If you'd like to follow us on Instagram, I recommend that you do. Um, he he just he's pumping out art. He's pumping out radio dramas. He's pumping out scripts. He's editing. The man is a machine. He's a machine. I don't I don't is, get it. Does has he created a separate um, Twitter account called at Insider Indie? No, um, I believe that the insider Indy is a uh, well, let's just say he's involved in the whole brand split police universe. Sorry, I brought it up. Well, in fairness, I sort of brought it up. If you look at my trailer yesterday that I, I released, I couldn't help but put some verbiage into the episode description that might excite the ddd besties and the find your happy chat so that that's on me but i think it was worth it see i saw this person he tweeted out something about sound scary and i honestly thought it was some like horror movie insider like a legitimate person and now i'm seeing that he's tweeting about ddt wrestling and now I know better. <laughs> well, I appreciate the attention anyways. Uh, I've already begged all of the besties that are on the Finder Happy chat. And, you know, I'm going to beg everyone who's listening right now. Listen to the Sound Scary podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Google Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify. If you can't find us on your podcast app of choice, Send me a message on Twitter, and that way I'll know that we're not available somewhere, and I will look in. Is it in. on Pandora? Not yet. Because Pan- Pandora has podcasts now. They do, except they don't allow submissions, one, from people that are using snippets of music that are not necessarily being used in analysis. So, one, I'm not sure if Sounds Scary is a good fit, because all the while we do tend to talk about the music that we use, I'm not sure 100%. And the other thing that's part of their sign-up process, because I did look into it, um, you have to give them numbers in terms of the average listener count, as well as for a single episode, as well as for a year. And obviously, since we just launched, we don't actually have any of that data, so I'm not really sure how we would apply. Um, So I did look into it. So Pandora might not be on the table right now, but certainly, again, Hmm. I will look into all platforms Uh, If you just bring them to my attention. But that said, I'm going to go back to an old DDT favorite. The same thing I said in the trailer from yesterday. Please listen to the show and give us two and two. That's all we're asking for. Two and two. Two minutes of your time to leave a rating on iTunes and preferably a review if you've got more than two minutes. And then tell two of your friends. Everybody knows. Everybody has got to know somebody 
that likes horror movies. Tell them about the podcast. Tell them they should listen and consider your debt to Doc Manson repaid. Also, there's probably going to be a trailer for In the Night uh, before this episode, so I hope you all enjoyed that. You don't mind, do you, DC? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I've, I've been, I've been, I've gone around a couple times on this because I don't think it's a secret among the five or six of us that know each other. There has always been a slight amount of jealousy and resentment. I can remember a time when we were moving out of some apartment and it was one of the first times you met GQ and we're in a U-Haul truck and I believe I am driving and you and GQ are sitting. GQ was probably in the middle and you were in the passenger seat <laughs> and the two of you went off on some rant. And I remember sitting there and actively thinking, huh, they're going to wind up being better friends than I am with either one of them. <laughs> and since that day, I understand I'm, you know, part of the sandwich. I'm the, the crispy lettuce on top. Maybe I'm, you know, the pickle or something. But I've understood that your love doesn't need me. And so now <laughs> you've got a podcast that, of course, again, doesn't need me. And I'm, I'm happy to. We'd love to have you on an episode of Sound Scary. If you think I you have anything to on contribute. An Oh, I'm just going to sit there. <laughs> We're like, what do you think about this movie, DC? And you're going to be like, I've never seen it. And the art looks scary. Get it away from me. Well, let's see. We could talk about, you know, I, I've seen the people under the stairs. I would be able to talk about that. Oh, 1992's People Under the Stairs, directed by horror luminary Wes Craven. An excellent film. I like that film quite a lot. And there probably will be a future episode on that film. I could talk about how I once walked by Wes Craven on Martha's Vineyard. What? Well, now I'm just jealous. That's something that I can never do because he has sadly since passed on. Yes. Shuffled off yes. this mortal coil, if you will. So uh, let's see. Jim Belushi, uh, former Red Sox player Jason Veritek and Wes Craven are the three celebrities I have seen while on Martha's. Vineyard. I would be extremely jealous if one of them had been Jim Varney. I understand that. Is there going to be I, I almost tweeted this because there was some YouTube clip I was watching about Ernest. I understand he's not in the horror genre, but I feel like at some point you need to do some sort of show about Jim Varney. I mean, I think that we could get away with doing an entire episode on Ernest Scared Stupid. So. Uh, yeah, do you, do you have a list of like movies you want to make sure you cover? Um, this sort isn't, of. This isn't horrid. This isn't the history of horror. No. This is more just talking about movies. I liked. I liked all the segments that you're going to have. That again, we've never discussed. With the exception of the weekly wrestling news, we've never discussed segments. Such segments. But how do you know that you like all of our segments? Oh, because you listened to the trailer. Okay. Yes, okay. and you okay. talked about the segments. I did. Yes, right. we did. For that matter. Okay. Yes. All right. I am. I am sure. I am going to love and hate your podcast i will love it because it's two of my best friends it, it is my two best friends i'm interested I'm to I'm, i really wish you had listened to the shows I, i'm actually interested to get your feedback on some of it i i think some of it um particularly the segments i just i can't wait for you to just start giving us well i can't wait for you to start giving gq a hard time about his toy collection i just i just can't wait 
Why would I give him a hard time about his toy collection? Oh, you know you will. I'll give him a hard time because I don't think he takes them out of the boxes. No. I I tell you what I'm doing right now. There it is. Sounds scary. (gasps) I will say. um, It's already got five stars, three ratings. Yep. And we even have one review. Um, And based off of the initials, uh, I'm going to just assume. Thank you, Mitchell. MM. I'm assuming, but I could be wrong. Friends, mutants, horror fans. If you're not listening to Sound Scary yet, give it a listen. Doc Manson and GQ's encyclopedic knowledge of all things horror movies and their comedic banter make for an enjoyable show. You're bound to learn something new while laughing and having fun each episode. Sound clips and original music also help to set the scene on this unique podcast. I say join the horde and listen to Sound Scary today. I could write a review right now. Uh Uh-huh. I would recommend that you do so. Not right now. I will at some point. But yeah, that's the one last thing I'm going to say. This is the launch window. So again, I feel a little bad because I'm just constantly asking the DDT besties to do stuff for me at this point. But if you could write us a review and really preferably on Apple Podcasts, that's really where it matters the most right now. You got to make sure you preference the two and two because take two minutes and leave us a two star review is not going to go over too well. You know, if somebody feels very strongly that we deserve two stars, I'm not going to fight them on that. But yes, preferably a five star review, you know, but if only if you feel like we deserve it. Anything else you want to say about um, your your new venture? Yeah, it's 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 my favorite. And um, I'm looking forward to wrapping up DDT wrestling so I can focus more on Sound Scary. I know. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you're in pretty good spirits. I thought for sure the beginning of this episode, I was going to have to begin with an intervention. Uh, summer is at its end. And I just sort of assumed that you would be in full sort of manic depressive mode uh, heading back into your classroom this week. I'm not looking forward to it necessarily. <clears throat> you know, I enjoy my job, but at the same time, if you could get paid to not do your job, you're oh, going oh, to yeah. choose that option. That would be preferable. <clears throat> yes. Yes. I agree. Um, but we, I, I've had a very nice week. We have done some playing. We spent a lot of time prepping for the school year, but we've done some playing. Uh, some of that will leak into my piece of positivity later. Um, we went to a giant used bookstore. I picked you up a horror book. I can't yes. remember the name, but it's there's a woman in the back with no eyes. Well, she has eyes. They're just like. Would you opaque. like me to get the book? I forget what the name of the book is, but it's about Hold the on. movies of Lucio Hold Fulci. On. So. Okay, well, he's he's going to go get it, folks. He's grabbing it. He's coming back. Okay, he's he's sitting back down. He's got the book in his hands. He Man, is he is putting the earbud been, in his ear. That would have been a great time for you to realize that I wasn't wearing pants. <laughs> you weren't wearing pants. <laughs> no, I'm saying it would have been. Usually, I don't get up and I don't walk around. Ah. This is uh, Beyond Terror, the films of. Lucio Fulci. Sure. Italian <laughs> filmmaker, uh, famous for some, you know, I'm not even so sure he's famous for Jalo movies so much. I'm not sure that you would call um, City of the Living Dead the Beyond 
Uh, what are you, what are you trying to show me? There's a picture on the back and there's a guy who's got a nail through like, Oh, like he's been crucified. Let me me see. Let me see that picture again. Yeah. Okay. That looks like, geez, I'm forgetting my movies now. Is that city of the living dead? No, that's the one with the priest that hangs himself. So that must be the beyond. That photo is from the beyond, which is the second of his gates of hell trilogy. Um, then the third yes, I'm film o- I'm opening is it the house the by time. the cemetery. There's a guy with maggots on his face. Yep. There's a girl who's got what looks like maybe some internal organs shoved into her mouth. Yeah. There's the priest. I see the priest. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Very famous woman. for that that particular trilogy of films. And the second one is sort of it's I I don't know I don't know that it's a good film necessarily. I mean but it's probably the highest regarded because it's it almost has no plot and it's just very it just sort of it's dreamlike it's very surreal and it, <clears throat> the violence and the gore are are a little over the top for people who aren't into that sort of thing and it's just it's a very dreamlike movie and I, I do enjoy it quite a bit but it's definitely for um you know select tastes I would say yeah anyways thank you well, for picking up that book for me you were thinking of well, me. Thank you. <clears throat> and and I have to get it out of the house soon. I've been asked to get this creepy book out of the house. So it might just have to go sit in the car for a bit. <clears throat> but this is a wrestling podcast, despite your attempts to is hijack it? it into a horror movie podcast. <clears throat> uh, just You're curiosity. You brought up the book. I did. I brought up the book and I brought up the podcast, too. I want to support you. I want to support you in your endeavors. I don't want to be someone who is just sitting with my arms crossed, angry at the world. I did that a couple weeks ago when we were together. I don't want to do that again. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. So uh, SummerSlam, have you been in wrestling? Has it been all sound scary? Have you had time to watch Raw on Hulu? King of the Ring, Sasha Banks. I haven't seen any of it. I don't even know what's okay. going on, to be honest. Well, did you watch SummerSlam? I know you watched Takeover. Did you watch SummerSlam? Hmm. Did I watch SummerSlam? I know SummerSlam. Juju didn't come over, so it's possible the answer is no. I feel like maybe I did. But if I did, I think I definitely turned it off before the main event. Seth Rollins beating Brock Lesnar for the Universal title. Yeah, I definitely didn't see that. I don't know. I don't think I tur- I don't think I watched it at all. I don't think I turned it on. I really don't. Okay. I- you didn't watch The Fiend? Oh, maybe I did watch it. Versus Finn Balor? Yes, I did see that. Oh yeah, I so I did watch some of it. I think I saw Charlotte versus Trish. I yep. saw I think I saw all three women's matches. There was Becky yeah. versus um Natalia, Natalia and Bailey Ember versus, versus Bailey. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I did. I think I watched most of the show, actually, but I think I probably cut out definitely before the main event and maybe one match before that as well. I forget. <clears throat> as is as is usual, when I fall asleep early and I don't wind up, <clears throat> you know, I wake up in the morning with attempts to finish it. I wind up getting spoiled, even though I try to avoid it. I wind up getting spoiled. And when I found out that Seth Rollins won, I definitely was just like, eh. Agreed. I mean, I, I just don't understand why you tell the stories that they tell. But whatever, they're they're free to do whatever they like. I've given up. So, well, he is he is now Seth Rollins is now not only Universal Champion, but he is now co-holder of the tag team titles. Oh, good. That's what I needed. More Seth Rollins. 
with his tag team partner, Braun Strowman. That's fine. Also, also most likely the next challenger for the universal title, Braun Strowman. So we're going oh, good. that route. Very intriguing. Uh, How will they possibly get along and hold on to their tag team titles when such a conflict of interest exists between them? Oh, goodness me. I can't wait to see how this intricate and complex story plays out. What I love about this is, do all horror movies have intricate and complicated stories? In fact, that's part of the reason why I like slasher films is because especially we're talking post Halloween. Um, You can very much say a slasher film is based off of the Italian Giallo films that came before, but then they stripped out all of the plot. Like it's very much just about people in an area getting killed by a killer. Maybe there's justification. Maybe there's not. But a lot of times the people in the film are bad people. You're rooting for the killer and it doesn't even really matter what's going on. Um, and actually, that's one of my favorite type of horror movies, because sometimes you just want to turn your brain off and not worry about the plot. And it's just so de-emphasized there. And while I understand the point that you're trying to make, the point I'm making is they try to make me care about the plot of wrestling, but they really should be going the slasher route and de-emphasize the plot to the point of, well, here's some really good wrestling action. It doesn't really matter necessarily why they're fighting. And I know that's completely contrary to everything that I've ever said about storyline mattering in wrestling, but man, they're so bad at telling stories. I can't care anymore. No, I think that's fair. I think there's, there's something to that in that, If they were just like, you know what, I've been saying Vince McMahon needs you to care nine dollars and ninety nine cents a month worth. Sure. If you care enough to get the network, he's happy. So if they were like, look, we're going to give you stories that make, you know, and it is just like Braun Strowman is just beating up everybody and we get five or six segments of him throwing things. And see, that's the thing that really gets me about wrestling If you look, I honestly think if you look back at the last few years of our podcast, you'll find that we are both very pleased when the storylines are relatively straightforward. Yeah, sometimes we like when they get goofy and wrestle silly gets pulled into it. We like some of the supernatural crap and that can be kind of outlandish. But think about when we loved Braun Strowman. The number one listened episode of this podcast titled Braun with, you know, 800 or something listens on that episode. All he was doing was week to week destroying someone in something backstage. He was toppling yes. stages. He was toppling risers. He was throwing people into dumpsters. The, yes. Was that around the Miz and the garbage truck? Yes. Like. That's really ultimately all. I want or need. Okay. The Fiend. Yeah, The Fiend Bray looks Wyatt great. Has a, Bray Wyatt has a kid's show. Why? We don't really know, but he has a kid's show. Uh-huh. But he also has this alternate personality, and he's going around attacking people. Why did he attack Jerry Lawler? We don't know, but he did, and it was awesome. Yeah. And in fairness, the thing that I think is weird about The Fiend, it, I know I know there are ties to the kid's show, But at this point, the kids show seems wholly unnecessary. You know what I mean? Like they could have just debuted The Fiend as The Fiend. And I don't know that it really would have changed that much 
of what of where we are now anyways sure you could have I him like, just showing up and mandible clawing whoever he feels like for no reason yeah i like the fun house because it's just it's it is that wrestle silly goofiness yes <clears throat> and i like when he transitions from being kids host to talking a little slower and deeper and then he says let him in and out of curiosity he- i had heard that because i did see this at SummerSlam. He came to the ring with that grotesque lantern, which was like yes. a, uh, a decapitated head <clears throat> of Bray Wyatt. And through the mouth, you could see the lantern. I heard that they went and cut that out of the replay of SummerSlam, like the close ups of that. Um, from week to week now on Raw, has have they abandoned the lantern? Well, he never had the lantern. On, he's only wrestled one match. He wasn't on wrestling the week after SummerSlam. <clears throat> Some people think that was a poor move. Some people like me didn't care. I'm like, I don't need to see him week to week. It actually ruins it if he shows up all the time. Sure. <clears throat> he showed up on Raw to attack Jerry Lawler, but he only brings the lantern to the ring for the match. So we've only ever seen that lantern once. Whenever he wrestles next, we'll see whether or not the lantern shows I up. I thought it was fun and grotesque. It might be a little intense for the the younger audience so i could see why they might want to get rid of it if that's the case and i'm okay with it he brings it out live and if you're not watching live you don't see it yeah i guess that's okay because because i'm hoping and it probably won't happen especially now but i'm hoping that eventually the lantern becomes the head of whoever he's fighting Ah, it's not just bray wyatt's head it's finn balor's head or it's or maybe it could be the head of the last person he vanquished there you go. In fairness, that would be a lot of money to keep <laughs> producing <laughs> new grotesque lanterns. Yeah. You know, and they could they could try to not sew the eyes shut because like his eyes were, yeah. you know, sewn it shut. Was it was especially it was grotesque. Much, but I, I'm just super happy. I'm super happy he won. I'm super happy Finn Balor. This is a perfect time for him to take some time off. I still think there's an outside chance. Bray Wyatt winds up a champion by the Royal Rumble. Finn Balor comes back in time to win the Royal Rumble. We get Demon versus Fiend. Have they? So, I mean, I was quick to dismiss the whole Braun, Seth Rollins story that's going on right now. Are they doing anything good with Seth Rollins? Because honestly, leading up to the match with Braun, with with Brock and even his title reign, a lot of the stuff they had him doing on air, you know, with Becky Lynch Yep. None of it was appealing to me. No. Um, And they fixed that. He came out the day after with the title and talked about how the fans, this was the fans title because the fans were the ones that picked him up and caused him to get to that next gear that allowed him to, you know, persevere and win the day. Um, He wrestled AJ that night which was good. AJ versus Seth Rollins is never going to be a bad thing. Um, He now has been. So it was the club versus Rollins. And of course there's no shield now and Roman's on SmackDown kind of. So Ricochet helped out at one point and then Braun Strowman came out to help. And the issue has been Braun. Seth is trying to cement an alliance with Braun and Braun just keeps staring at the universal title. So they're backstage, the belts 
up on the locker, you know, in the in the little locker room area. And Seth's like, you know, we got to do this. We got to watch out for AJ, but we can do this. Your, your, my speed, your strength, you know, nobody can stop us. And Braun's just kind of like his head just slowly drifts and he's staring at the title. And Seth kind of picks it up and he's like, all right, good talk. And he walks off. So is he just being not- oblivious to Braun Strowman or is he ignoring Braun Strowman? It's almost heelish in the way he's kind of like, no, we're going to be, you know, there, there's a little bit of the cowardice of he's not like, hey, you want a title shot? You can get a title shot, at least what I've seen. It's been so you more think of, he's just he's noticing, but he's refusing to acknowledge. Yes. OK. Which if I was <clears throat> in a room with Braun Strowman and he was after something of mine, I'd do my best to ignore as well. So I, I don't mind it. But at the same time, you could do this with, you know, it's a weird storyline for the Universal Champion. You know, Clash of the Champions, which is the next pay-per-view, is The thing that bothers me the most about it is it's just one of those classic, well, what I would um, what I would call a classic sort of blunder. I just don't understand why you need the tag titles on them to tell this story. Why can't you just let the OC have a nice long run with those titles? And because Lord knows they haven't had they're They they are not in a position, I think, within the company where, oh, yeah, they can just take the loss and it's no it's not. It's all good for them. I feel like. Gallows and Anderson would really benefit from a nice dominant title reign. I have a feeling this reign's not going to last very long. If I had to guess why it happened, it's the anything can happen on Monday Night Raw. Here's a surprise title change for you. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, fair enough. I, I, would, I would imagine. And maybe this is what we'll wind up getting. I imagine maybe it'll be. They'll get a tag rematch at Clash of the Champions, and then Braun will also challenge Seth at Clash of the Champions. And so they have to wrestle twice because they WWE really likes having Seth wrestle twice. So I don't know. It's it's an odd storyline, but the the clip I saw of Braun and Seth backstage, the part of it on Hulu I saw, it worked. Okay. I kind of dug it. All right. So um good on them that's what i say so yeah sasha banks is back she's got blue hair uh before she came back i noticed that someone else now maria maria has essentially her purple hair and i was just like that's weird isn't that sasha banks hair and i noticed that when i watched that raw a couple weeks back so i'm not surprised to hear that sasha is now blue Is she on SmackDown? No, she's on Raw. Okay. Because she's going after... She attacked Natalia. We don't know why, because she won't talk about it. Again, there was a segment where she was... She was supposed to be on the King's Court with Jerry Lawler, but the Fiend attacked. So then she's in a backstage interview. She's sitting in a chair. Michael Cole is like, we need you to explain yourself. And she's like, I know. Everyone's talking about it. Like, everyone really wants... What are people talking about it or her why she showed up and attacked Becky Lynch and Natalia? Yes, it was a big it was big. I honestly honestly can't say that I saw. And again, I'm not checking into Twitter as often as I once was, but I I did not see any tweets 
about Sasha being back. I didn't see any photos of her being back. It, it did not seem to explode to the point that I couldn't help but notice it. Let's, I guess, just put it that way. Um, but she did a nice thing where she's like, you know, everyone wants to know why. Everyone wants to know why I did what I did. But, I mean, isn't it nice? And she points to her hair. Like, assuming that that's what we're talking about. And then Michael Cole was like, you're not getting away with this. Like, ah, you need- a clever piece of misdirection. <laughs> yes, we will now s- cease asking questions <laughs> of you, Sasha. Michael Cole tries to push it. And like, why did you attack Natalia? Why did you attack Becky Lynch? And she. I think she looked at the camera and said, you're welcome, took the mic off and walked away. What does that mean? So I don't know. Becky cut a nice promo, basically taking all the credit for Sasha being back. And she's like, you took your ball and went home. We had all basically forgotten about you. It took me one time saying your name in a promo. And now you show up. And all of a sudden you think you have all this momentum. I gave you this momentum and I'm going to take it away. Great. Hopefully she does. And hopefully Sasha can just get buried for the rest of her career. So is that a hot going, take? No, not anymore. She was gone long enough. A lot of people kind of turned on her and was like, uh, yeah. you know, people are excited. She's back because she adds depth to the women's I division. Will say, I, I just sort of feel like it's difficult because, again, I don't know what the actual situation is, but certainly popular perception is she took her ball and she went home. And, yeah. you know, they are feeding into that perception by including it in promos to only oh, strengthening yeah our opinion that that's probably what happened. It becomes difficult to invest in a performer who has taken their ball and gone home. Um, you can say what you will, but even like Steve Austin, I'm not so sure the sheen was ever quite as shiny on him as it was before him going home with his ball. You know what oh, yeah. I mean? Yeah, no, it's, if you're going to if you're going to be a Finn Balor and you're going to ask for a couple of months off because there's not a lot happening for you right now, you want to rest up, you want to heal up, you want to come back fresh. I think everyone's like, yes, great idea. And the thing we'll that- see you in we'll see you in six to nine months and we'll be really excited. That doesn't seem to be what Sasha did. She seemed to be like she had herself a little tantrum and like, you're not going <clears> to <throat> give me the storylines I want. You're not going to give me the, the plot lines I want. I'm done. And she left. Yeah. And again, it's hard for us to really pass judgment. We don't know what happened. Maybe no. she did after losing the belts. Maybe she just went to men's and said, yeah, if you, I mean, you know, I, I really wanted to have a long ring with that belt. I understand you're going another direction. Uh, do you mind if I take some time off? If you don't have any, immediate plans for me honestly that could be the interaction that happened it absolutely could be what's interesting is that we don't know we don't we don't know we know finn balor did it we know dolph ziggler's done it we don't know about this and it's it's just i'm just stating a fact right now bailey has had a huge push since sasha left almost in a kind of middle finger sort of which I've actually thought to take your ball and go home. We'll take your best friend and we'll push her to the moon, which I think is strange that Sasha isn't back and feuding with Bailey. Nope. She's on totally different show. Bailey's feuding with Charlotte on SmackDown. Becky's going to be feuding with Sasha on raw. 
Alrighty then. Um, the other big news, I don't want yeah. this to be. I want to talk about much. NXT actually. That's where we're going. Yeah. No, I wanted, I wanted your input on the Tampa Bay Vipers of the XFL. Uh, here's my um, hot take on that. Don't give a poop. <clears throat> NXT Wednesdays, USA Network. Two hours. And what I heard today, I haven't seen it confirmed. Possibly uh, a takeover every month. I am intrigued and. Okay, so for the longest time, I think we've all said, yeah, one hour of NXT is enough, but we've definitely several times made it known that we think two hours would be better. You know what I yeah. mean? It would give them yeah. more time to utilize more people to get more screen time, develop more stories. Um, so I think we've been saying that for a long time. My hesitation to being purely overjoyed at this news uh, is twofold. One, a little disappointing that it's going to be live on the USA Network and it's going to be moved off of the network. Obviously, it's going to be there the following day, but yes. it's going to be airing again after the fact. I think that's a little disappointing, but understandable. More so, the thing that I'm most disappointed about is this comes not that long after news stories about Vince McMahon saying he's going to be more involved in NXT. <clears throat> What's wrong with that? That is not what anybody was asking for. But he's he's a creative genius, Vince McMahon. Yeah, he's exactly. Um, I liked NXT because, and whether this was real or just a perception, it felt like a different product. It felt like it was something that did not have. I won't. Let's. I will say Vince McMahon's hands all over it. But really, what I mean is whatever. Whatever the creative mind is, sometimes I think we give too much credit to Vince being the responsible for everything. But whatever the creative entity is, and I'm not saying entity as a single person. I'm sure there are yeah. several people involved here. I Whatever that is, that sheen of creativity that they put onto Raw and SmackDown, I've always liked that NXT felt different. And I'm afraid that with this move and with that sort of background news we're hearing about what's happening to creative control of NXT in the background, I'm just concerned that this is going to turn into a third brand that is undistinguishable from Raw and SmackDown. Because that's not yeah. what I'm looking for. <clears throat> no, I and they talked about it. Uh, you just said the exact same thing. I know how much you love saying the same thing as the new age insiders and Liam and Jason. Well, and Liam's a very smart guy. <clears throat> I hear that he really likes that sound scary podcast. And frankly, if he's into that show, he must be right about a lot of things. But they said they don't want it to become yellow smackdown. Right. They don't want it to be. They don't want it to look. You don't want to have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It look exactly the same. The fact that it, as for right now, only going to be taped at full sale. That's good. It's going to change sooner rather than later. Of course it is. Assume. Of course it is. Yeah. Um, but I'm hearing different things. I did see the same thing. Vince was going to be more involved. But I'm also seeing Vince is going to be so focused on the XFL that he's not going to be able to devote as much time. My concern. To my concern is that um, he is going to be more focused on the XFL 
He hired Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman because he is, in fact, going to be more hands off on Raw and SmackDown. But this is his way of saying, well, I really don't want to leave the wrestling world completely. So if I could just focus on two hours of television a week instead of, you know, 18 hours of wrestling a week, that's manageable for me to do on top of the XFL. That's my worry is that that's the stop process. It is a justifiable thing to worry about. If you don't like what is happening with the main roster, NXT essentially becoming another version of the main roster absolutely could be concerning. I don't blame you in the slightest for that. Lords of Pain, today's story was, in addition to all of the development, all of the talents now that are going to be on NXT are going to get raises because now they're going to be on cable which is not which is an excellent thing that is an excellent thing but that also is a little weird isn't it as as you're ostensibly as your developmental territory i understand right it's not anymore that's that's what this is becoming it'll be interesting to see that though are we going to see guys like adam cole not tomaso champa because i don't think he's got enough matches in him to justify a main roster move but guys like the undisputed era guys like velveteen dream are they going to stick around NXT? If it's on USA Network, why do they need to move to SmackDown? Well, see, which is I'm, also not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that I think that when they hire people new to the company, they're still going to start developing them somewhere on camera. And if you don't have another... They don't right now. Yeah, I mean, they don't for a lot of people. You're right. So but, here's what I think is hmm. going to happen. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Within the next 12 months, NXT will start to tour. Maybe it'll start in the Southeast, but NXT is going to start to tour on Wednesdays. Probably, I would imagine, sometimes within striking distance of wherever AEW happens to be. If AEW's in Boston. What a coincidence. NXT might wind up running in Maine. Um But also what will happen is we will get a new developmental show with a new name uh, that'll take over at Full Sail. It'll just be called something else. I hope they call it tough enough. Um, And it'll feature those guys like, you know, you've got this guy, Baba Tunde, who was in the Greatest Royal Rumble and he was on the Evolve show, but he hasn't made his official NXT debut yet. But he goes around and wrestles. You've got, um, like, they just hired Santana Garrett. They just hired somebody else that had name recognition. But they don't make it onto TV right away. So I got to figure this is going to this is gonna have ripples that we just don't see yet. Okay. Well, I at least I'll keep an open mind and hopefully that they do right by it because I think it's a great opportunity for NXT and it could be enough to at least make me check out NXT again because I don't think Mm -hmm. I was ever really going to look at the one-hour program on the network ever again in the old format. Honestly, I was out of it at this point. You know what I mean? I understand. So having a change like this is a catalyst for potentially dipping the toe back in and saying, okay, Let's see what they're doing now. They're, they're, they're committing to something different, which is what good. And, and, you know, everyone's like, oh, it's the Wednesday night war now. And I'm like, this is not 1997. You can watch AEW live on Wednesdays. 
And then 24 hours later, you can watch NXT. Yes, it's a day late, but you could watch the show on Thursday. And right. now you're just watching wrestling four nights a week. You got Monday, you got Tuesday, you got Wednesday, you got Thursday, you got pay-per-views. Maybe TakeOver goes to one a month. I hope not. If you want to go to every other month, that might be a good way to kind of ease us in. But yeah. I'm excited. Well, yeah, it's it's got potential. Let's see where it goes. We have potentially. Oh, Ross Foreman just emailed us, letting us know about RVD's interview availability. Yes, we're going to get RVD on the wrestling show. We're going to get him on the DDT wrestling hour. And we were just going to no, be like, you should, no, you should get him on Sound Scary. <laughs> I'm sure he watches horror movies. He must, right? Yeah. He looks like a Sharknado guy. Uh we got emails. Uh, we can pick and choose which ones we read only because we got some spam ones, and I always leave those unread. Podcast at DDTWrestling.com if you'd like to join us. Uh, would you like to start with Mrs. Jamila Hassan, or would you like to start with Kevin? We'll start with Kevin. All right. The subject line is Kurt Russell. This Pav. makes me nervous. Pav honestly thought Doc was the world-famous actor Kurt Russell. And the photo posted in December 2018 of the movie Thing, The Thing, was a group shot of friends, which included Doc, DC, and GQ. Gents, which one of these people in the photo would most resemble either of you? As Pav now needs to try and imagine what you both look like whilst he's reminiscing in the shower. Thinking of you both. Thanks, Kev. Get Outlook for iOS. I don't know what picture we're talking about. On my so. Instagram last year uh, around Christmas, I just I had posted a photo that said happy holidays. And it's like a group shot of the entire cast of John Carpenter's The Thing. Uh, they're out in Antarctica and they're full like snowsuits. And it just says happy holidays on it. Um, for some reason, he thought that I was Kurt Russell and that you were the weird looking guy in the background. It's like standing just slightly away from the group. Um, he thought that was you. And so okay. I, I already I already put him straight uh, in the find your happy chat. I, I posted another photo. This one actually of you and me. Um, we we're out in front of the quick stop, I think. And uh, it, I, so he's all set. He knows what we look like now. So we're, we're good. We are good. I'm the one in the trench coat, right? Uh, no, no, I was going to go with that for myself. I am not Jason Muse. <laughs> Neither am I. I only went with no. being the one in the trench coat because I was able to then find a, a photo of uh, Jen Schwalbach. And then I claimed that was Mrs. Manson. So, you know, can you bring if I tell if I say the Quebecers to you, can you call them to your memory? Not really. You need to look up the Quebecers right now. OK. The Quebecers. Okay, we're looking. And you are. We could, if I shaved, we could pull this off. You could be Jacques Rougeau, <laughs> and I could be Pierre. <laughs> but you're never going to shave, so that's a moot point. No. But he did have a beard at one point. Did he? Yeah. All Back right. when he, because he then became a pirate at one point. I mean, I guess I could so, kind of see it. I can kind of so. see it. All right. Um, the interesting thing about that, the reason I you know, was curious about it, 
was uh, GQ often resembles Kurt Russell. Yes. So yep. people often say that. Um, I'm assuming we're skipping Michaels and going to Mitchells. Indeed. Who are you calling a Mitch? So to answer Doc's question from last week, I have historically always gone by Mitchell. And while I don't really care that much one way or the other, that's ultimately what I prefer to go by. There have been people here or there who have chosen to call me Mitch at times. My dad and a friend or two from college and one of my older, I'm sorry, one of my former church students come to mind, but not many. And they never exclusively called me that. Now, my wife, on the other hand, hates when people call me Mitch because of a certain word that it rhymes with. It's actually pretty fun to watch her get annoyed by it. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I have no idea what word she's talking about. Fitch. Uh, Hitch. Ooh, Hitch. That's a terrible movie. Um, Rich. I wish I was rich. Anyways, in other news. Pitch. Pitch. Oh, pitch perfect. Yeah. No. Pitch Go to the next meeting. Paragraph. In other news, Doc, if you like the pitch meetings from Screen Rant, you got to check out Ryan George's personal YouTube channel. He uses the same quick back and forth wit and scenes where he plays opposite of himself, but it's more sketch work than a specific series. Uh, you should check it out too, DC. And the pitch meetings, if you haven't already, I'll link Ryan's channel below. And ye of little faith, Mitchell. Of course, I have already seen Ryan George's personal YouTube channel. I particularly like uh, the first person to own a cat. Also, <laughs> the first person to punch someone. Also, the first person to tell a lie. Those were all good videos. Anyways, uh, thank you. Uh, so you you watched, as I understand from some text messages I received, they're it super seems, easy, barely an inconvenience. I love that show, and it's a great catch line. Oh my god, isn't it? Isn't it a good show? Isn't pitch meeting good? I enjoy it. It gets a little um, formulaic, I will say. It, yes, but the difficult thing for me is I have to have seen the movie because I tried to watch some on movies I haven't seen, and I'm just like, I don't appreciate this to the level I probably should. I but it, don't think. I have seen one yet for a movie that I haven't seen. Okay. Apparently I've seen a lot of movies. Yeah. I enjoyed the pitch meeting of pitch. Meeting. Yes, that was good. Yeah. A little meta. And they just, humor, he yeah. just did one recently, which was about Spider-Man <clears throat> and the issues with Disney and Sony. That was a good one. Have you seen that one? I think I have seen that one. The only thing I haven't watched yet is the end game one or the end game re-release one. Cause I still haven't seen end game. Okay. Oopsie. Isn't that I, another line? Yeah. Whoops, I, lo whoopsie. I like when one, yeah, one goes whoops, the other goes whoopsie. I like that. And I like, wow, 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 wow. I like that too. <laughs> uh, this one comes Our in. Our next from, one comes from Glenn and it's titled The Fiend. Hi, guys. Who would you like to see as The Fiend's next victim? Should Bray finally retire The Undertaker? And should there someday be a Fiend versus Demon match? Thanks as always, Glenn. No. <laughs> keep him away from the undertaker it's i agree gonna, um the undertaker end any differently no yeah, the undertaker away. is actually never going to retire if he was yeah. going to retire the time when they laid his boots and hands and 
What, the hat yeah. in the ring. That was it. Yeah. When he cut his own hands off and left him in the ring, that was going to be it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. The fact that they retached those things and, and put him back in there. Um, well, and the problem is they attached him on the wrong wrist, which explains why he can't wrestle anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. He had a great match against. I was going to say Dolph Ziggler, but that totally wasn't. <laughs> no, that's him. Goldberg. That's Goldberg. <laughs> yeah, that was an OK exchange, though. It was exactly what I expected. But yes. Yeah, the tag match with uh, Shane and Drew McIntyre, I think is what you're talking about. Yeah, it was, you know, whatever. It was um, good. Um, yes, I do think we got a Fiend versus Demon. I, I don't need I it. Would pen, I would pencil it in At for WrestleMania. Point, I honestly, the Demon can just never happen again because. Yes. I, I just don't but think it means anything. <clears throat> Which is why I'm saying, again, I would, I've, I've tweeted this out. I would have Bray Wyatt not lose from now until WrestleMania. If not longer, depending on how long they wanted to push the sure, story. Sure, sure, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Finn Balor comes back. We finally get a reason for him to be the demon. And, you know, he gets that statement. It is, it's a weird thing that sometimes I need to be the demon, but most of the time I don't. That's a weird... That's like The Undertaker being like, my name is Mark. Sometimes I'm possessed by the spirit of a dead man. And I fight really well. The other times, I'm just mean Mark. And Except that's, that's far more explanation and exposition than they've ever actually given us about the demon character. At this point, the demon is meaningless to me, so it can just go. Um, the next victim, in terms of a wrestling match, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. I wanted it to be Seth Rollins. It'll be Ricochet, actually. You know no, who I, it should have been? It should have been Jerry Lawler. Just something about that guy's face just really makes me want the fiend to put a mandible claw on him. Who said that? Who, who, who said, you know what we need? We need old heart attack city Jerry Lawler getting manhandled by the fiend. That's what we need to put on television. They did it with Mick Foley. They did it with somebody else. Yeah. Um, what I like about it, though, I liked Foley, if only because of the, the passing of the torch of the mandible sure. claw. Um, okay. I liked that. Um, what I liked about it was the lights go out, the music, the music shorts out, the lights start going out. And Jerry Lawler says, I know what this means. And he like scampers out of the ring and he goes up the ramp and Bray Wyatt's there. Like he's standing there and Bray appears on the ramp and takes him out. I was All like, right. OK, well, I expect Bray Wyatt to have written an entire composition about why he targeted Jerry Lawler. Uh, I want to know why he has this deep rooted fascination with this old Tennessee guy. Tennessee. Memphis. Yes, yeah, Memphis. Yeah. Memphis. Why would he care? Uh, I don't uh, whatever. It's fine. Danielle has emailed us Apple upgrades. Hola. So how's everyone's school year going? hasn't started yet same neither is well yours never ends but at the same time it really had the kids haven't the 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 young minds have not started yet no i never got the chance to email last week due to scheduling conflicts and missed deadlines with various life things that snuck up on me during my two weeks off on the other hand it worked out because i sent a super lengthy email about western art and such the previous week Today's email is a bit shorter, thank goodness, but here are today's questions. One, 
I found this WWE article and wanted to share it with you both. I did not know that there were so many sibling pairs in the WWE, and I wanted to know if you knew all the siblings. So I'm going to the link, and I'll ask you. Uh, Jerry the King Lawler is the Hunky Tonk Man's cousin. Those are not siblings. Corey Rhodes is the Shockmaster's nephew, also not siblings. Greg the Hammer Valentine is Brian Knob's brother-in-law, also not siblings. The British Bulldog is the Dynamite Kid's cousin, not siblings. John Laurinaitis is Road Warrior Animal's brother, finally a sibling. I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, they're related. I'm just going to stop. Rockin' Robin is Jake the Snake Robert's sister? Yes. That's cool. And I've never heard of Sam Houston, so sorry. Okay. Yep. All right. Okay. Back to the email. Uh Number two. Yeah. What is the biggest barrier you have seen between a student and their education or learning style? For me, I am using this semester to start fresh with taking introduction to Spanish after having lots of mental blockages with learning a second language. It's a matter of letting myself make mistakes in order to learn the language, thus not expecting perfection. I made some tech upgrades last week after I purchased a 2017 refurbished MacBook Air and a new Apple Watch. It's nice to be updated in technology for personal life, school, and work. My 2012 MacBook Pro will be sent to Apple to trade it in for a gift card. I may get an Apple Pencil to go with my iPad or an HDMI extender so I don't have to worry about class presentations. I love the dark mode on this Mac, though. Best feature for night classes. Cheers, Danielle. Do you have an Apple Watch? I do not. I don't know why I would want one. Why would I want an Apple Watch? You wouldn't. If you don't know okay. why, then you definitely that's, wouldn't. I don't even really know what it is. I guess that's what I'm saying is I don't even really know what an Apple Watch is. So, ah. All right. Next email is from Brandoni. I got nothing. I really don't have much to say. Just want to try and help you get to a biker's dozen. Keep up the work. Send for my iPhone. Thanks, Brandon. Yeah, what we, if we don't count the spam, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, a respectable seven, a respectable seven. Next one comes in from Glenn yet again. Pav's going to hate this email. Evening, guys. How would you feel if NXT replaced I'm sorry. How would you feel if WWE replaced NXT on the network with an interbrand tournament? So we could have the possibility of Brizongo facing the grizzled young vets or even Braun Strowman versus Walter and many other interesting matchups. Thanks as always, Glenn. Well, they have done when worlds collide, which I loved and would like to see more of. I don't know if we need to see it every week. I feel like a show like that does sort of I can't think of the right expression but yeah it benefits from being a special attraction you know if if these people were able to just fight each other at any time it would sort of cease to be special so I, I think I think your approach there when worlds collide is probably the ideal way to go because it keeps that feeling special in some way yeah, if they wanted to tape, because they usually do it at like an access before a big show, if they wanted before SummerSlam to tape four hours worth of access matches and for the month after SummerSlam, we get when worlds collide. Awesome. Um, no, I'm telling you, Glenn, at some point they're going to replace NXT with a new developmental show. 
Mark my words. Uh, our last email. Oh, it's the fish man. He's back. Yeah. Been a while. Hey there, brothers, DC and Doc. We're not siblings. Greetings, guys. Yes, it's been quite some time since I've emailed y'all, so I'm glad I found some time in this busy world. To DC, we've spoken on Twitter about the various quests we both watch on the WWE Network. Of the ones you watch, which territory or company would be a great model for better storytelling for the WWE? And to Doc, congrats on the new podcast. The Sounds Scary podcast, which everyone really should listen to because it's so, so excellent. Believe me, I am the fish man and I know quality <laughs> horror podcasts when I see it. Wow, he wrote that's that, a, DC. That's, a, that's identity theft. Is what that is. <laughs> What's your favorite special effects slash gore movie sequence? Uh, thanks again, guys. What's the deepest, darkest part of the ocean from the deepest, darkest part of the ocean? Your friend. The fish man. Isn't that the Mariana Trench? Wouldn't that be the deepest, darkest part of the ocean? I believe so. Um, the problem is, you know, a lot of the older territories, the storylines weren't great. So like a lot you, of the, you, you can just say WCW would be ideal. No, let's not go that far. <laughs> um, Come on, any show that somehow manages to write RoboCop into the wrestling matches. They've got to be doing something, right? I t tweeted out earlier. You probably missed it. I'm I really think the XFL should be built around wrestlers. The Tampa Bay Big Dogs, the St. Louis Vipers. This, they already have a team called the Seattle Dragons. That's like Daniel Bryan right there. So the Charlotte Naturals, Before, the Boston Bosses. Earlier in the show, you said something about the Vipers. Were you just making that up? No, it's an actual team. It's just not based like Randy Orton is from St. Louis. Yeah. So it is it is the Tampa Bay Vipers. But I was like, why wouldn't you do the St. Louis Vipers? That's interesting. And that can be his hometown team. That is the stupidest and best idea I Thank have you. heard about the XFL today. That's what I'd like. That, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. Um, I will go with. ECW. Because while I haven't gotten there yet, a lot of their storylines, not the ones that push the envelope necessarily, but they did a nice job of being like, here are two or three stories that we're yeah. focusing on. And we're going to build around that really good matches. I agree. I mean, really anything with Francine, they should probably just use like carbon copy in today's product. It'd be fine. Okay. What is your favorite special effects and gore movie sequence? Well, gee, that's a hard question. Off the top of my head, I'm just probably going to say anything. We've already talked about this movie a little bit tonight, but anything from John Carpenter's The Thing, that movie is a practical special effects tour de force. I'm not sure that there's been better special effects in terms of practical special effects in any film ever since that so probably the thing yeah i'm gonna go with that have you played half dead and half dead 2 no i i don't no mate i'm not ringing any bells what is that i believe that is i believe that is the game i'm thinking of um it is essentially hypercube the video game oh i i saw some people play it 
I watched some people playing it, but I have not played. I didn't know there was a sequel, Half Dead 2. I knew there was a Half Dead. Interesting. I have seen yeah. people play it, and it looked intriguing, but not in the way that I was ever going to play it myself. Well, I think the issue is you'd have to have play with other people. I don't know if it's a solo game. But yeah, you're in a you're in a room. There's four doors. You have to try to find your way out. And there's various traps and things. Yeah, maybe I rooms. saw, you know, maybe I did see a video of someone playing the second one. Maybe that's what I saw. And I was like, yeah. oh, man, this looks great. <laughs> yeah, that's what I because, you know, when I think about the horror movies, I think about the few I've seen. And I'm pretty sure I saw Hypercube. Um, all right there, Doc, I think I know what you're going to say. But do you have a piece of positivity for the week? Nah, there's there's nearly nothing going on in my life this week that I want to call out or highlight. So, hmm. you sure? And I think I'm just gonna go ahead and pass on this one. Okay. I'm feeling real down in the dumps. So, eh, nothing, nothing is. I. What are you talking about? Of course, it's a sound scary podcast. www.soundscarypodcast.com. Check us out. Uh, we've got um. Four episodes. What are the episodes? I know Gremlins is one. What are the other three? Yeah, Gremlins is the first episode. Episode two is John Carpenter's Halloween. Episode three is The Evil Dead. And nice. episode four is A Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, okay. I understand. I'm going to listen and be like, oh, there's that happy man I see once every couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, episode five, which will be released next week, will be on Friday the 13th. So. Getting the classics. Yeah, we're, we're really focusing on the classics this season. Absolutely. That, that's good. That's good. That's good. Um, my piece of positivity is I, I've been to the movies twice in the last couple of weeks. Um, I saw Hobbs and Shaw. I heard that movie the was terrible. And Roman Reigns. What? I heard that movie was terrible. I enjoyed it. Um, my wife enjoyed it less. I'm gonna side I, with her then. But she didn't hate it. But it was it was just what you would expect that movie to be: really bad dialogue, really great action. So I enjoyed it. The cool. movie I'm mentioning for my piece of positivity is Peanut Butter Falcon. If you have not seen Peanut Butter Falcon, Doc Manson, and anyone listening to this, you need to go to the movies and you need to watch Peanut Butter Falcon. I have never heard of Peanut Butter Falcon. A uh, young man with Down syndrome who is living in a nursing home, essentially, uh, escapes to walk in his underwear to a wrestling school that he saw on videotape in rural North Carolina. Peanut Butter Falcon. Yes. Um, it's got Shia LaBeouf in it. It's got the girl from Fifty Shades of Grey in it, whose name escapes me, but she's the daughter of famous people. Uh, it's got... <laughs> that narrows it down. <laughs> it's got Lowell from Wings if you remember the show I, Wings. I do remember the show Wings. My uh, God. Lowell is the guy who runs, or who ran, spoilers, the um, the wrestling school. It's got Mick Foley, mm. and it's got Jake the Snake Roberts. Very cool. So it was excellent. It was a really good movie. So I would highly recommend Peanut Butter Falcon, which is, again, minor spoiler, the name of his wrestler that he wants to be. 
you would like to be peanut butter falcon is this a wide release film or is it more of a limited release i believe it is more of a limited release though we saw it at the same theater you would go see movies at sure Um, we actually saw it for free we're part of that i think movie club so we got an email that was like hey do you want to come check out a free screening so we had to answer a couple of questions after the movie but it was really fun it was a good time glad you liked it so Peanut Butter Falcon, you will enjoy it, I hope. Sounds Scary Podcast, you will enjoy it, I hope. Uh, I know you will. You will. If you like Doc Manson, and and how could you not to, ah. to, to twist our usual thing, um, I, I encourage you to check that out. I got it. If, if we wind up, we might be doing a last-minute you know, vacation this weekend. I will be taking Doc and GQ with me. <clears throat> Thank you for joining us on... Episode 187, I think. 187. That sounds right. Sure. Um, of the DDT podcast, not to be confused with the Sound Scary podcast. Never seen the WWW. movie 187? Isn't that the code for when a police officer is shot? Yeah. Homicide. Yeah. No. Yeah. I want to say Sam Jackson was in that movie. Of, is that going to be an episode of Sound Scary? No. No, definitely not. Okay. Anyways. Uh, anything else you would like to say, Doc Manson, besides plugging your podcast one more time before we head out into that good night? If you'd like to have your thoughts read on the air, you can do so by sending an email to podcast at ddtwrestling.com. If you like this episode, you can listen to our entire back catalog at ddtpod.com or at your podcast repository of choice, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and how could you, head on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT Wrestling to send just a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc. It helps to keep the lights on and the podcast train uh, chugging. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. I expect all of you to have subscribed, listened, and rated at least Sound Scary Podcast by this time next week. And until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie?